1: .i love old time radio.com This is our last week here on season 1 on i love old time radio. Next Wednesday we'll go over what is in store for Wednesdays. i love old time radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Wednesdays are all about detectives like Detective Danny Clover on Broadway is my beat. This episode originally aired on March 10th, 1950 and this is called
0: It's an enchanted island, or a prison cut off from the rest of the world. It all depends upon the mood you're in, the sudden sounds that dart from doorways, call them fury, or make yourself believe their promises dimly heard. Or con yourself that the stare that just trailed by you had nothing to do with hunger. You can kid yourself on Broadway, because that's what it's here for. It's Broadway, my beat. policeman a telephone is an instrument of mayhem it carries the after images of violent death with the speed of sound the telephone told me there'd been a murder it told me just now it told me where it told me to climb six flights of steps at the Ramsey apartments and I'd find death waiting for me in an elevator near the head of the stairs
2: right over here Danny hi Mugovan in here in the elevator there he is Danny on the floor who is he no identification. Person unknown shot to death by person unknown. Whereabouts of the shooting
0: is a moot point. This man's too well-dressed to go around without a wallet or some kind of identification.
2: Maybe he was heisted. Hmm. Who are you? Mm, elevator man. Yeah, Dan, he runs the elevator. He called in the precinct. I got the call. Maybe a guy's wallet was heisted. Robbery, huh? With a deadly weapon. You. Mm, funny man.
0: What's your name, elevator man?
2: Eddie Amboy, 1212 e 54. You walk up, too, turn right, turn left, then walk up a half till there's nothing but a door. Eddie Amboy, my place. Okay, Eddie,
0: tell me about it.
2: About what?
0: Book him, Mugovan, I'm tired.
2: Oh, about the guy here? I already did that. I asked this in here. I did the story to him. Mr. Clover's tired, do the story again. Yeah, yeah. The guy pushes a buzz on the first floor. Where thing. were you? In the sub-basement. Little thing's wrong with this elevator. I was fixing it, I'm conscientious. Go ahead. The guy buzzes. I bring the car up. I open the door. This guy gets in. He's holding his tummy like it aches him. He says, sixth floor, please. I close the door. I turn the handle. We ride. Now comes the sixth floor. We stop. I open the door. I look around. The guy's on the floor, dead. Tummy ache turns out to be caused by bullets. The story he told you, Muggerman? The same. Uh, if it gets too complicated, I'll be glad to do it again. Start all over in the sub-basement. You did good. Thanks. Can I have my elevator back now?
0: It's not yours anymore, kid. When a man gets murdered on an elevator, the elevator suddenly belongs to the world. A man's dying takes many shapes, occurs in many places. It's rare that he has a choice. But the unknown, unnamed man whose face was now gaunt against the pressure of his cheekbones, whose eyes held no reflection of the light shining into them, seemed to have made one. He chose not to die in the street. But to crawl within the metal walls of an elevator and to play in the prosaic words, the dying words on his lips, he must have chosen, too. Because for him, they had meaning. It was my job to find out their meaning. At headquarters, we put tracers out on the murdered man. Who was he? If we knew that, maybe we'd know why he had to die. And in the morning, I went back to the sixth floor he'd wanted. I had Markovin's list of the tenants in the three apartments on that floor. I rang the first bell on the list. What do you want? Yeah, Miss Conrad. What do you want? I'm from the police. Who is it,
3: Martha? Who is it?
0: Don't you think you'd better tell her?
3: Martha, how dare you not answer me? Who is it? And don't tell me it's no one because I heard you whispering. Who is it, Martha? It's the police. Oh. Oh, how wonderful. The police. But isn't that the end? Show them in, Martha. No. No, wait, darling. First, I want to paint my face. Come in. But I... It's all right. She's already done her face. Come in. Down this hole, please. No. No, don't come any closer. I want you both to stand right where you are. Especially you, policeman.
0: You're Miss Conrad.
3: Mary Conrad. You may call me Mary because Mary's a grand old name. Martha. Yes? Martha, get the policeman and me something. A libation, a morning martini, anything the policeman wants. Don't but go I... away, Martha. Are <laughs> you afraid to be left alone with me, policeman?
0: Miss Conrad, a man was murdered in this building last night.
3: Murder In this building? That's the end. Martha, did you hear what the beautiful man said?
0: He got in the elevator and asked for the sixth floor. Was it you he wanted to see, Miss Conrad?
3: The policeman must want a drink. No, Mary, he wants to... Do as I say, Martha. Don't be angry with me, darling. Just always do as I say. Now, where were we? Oh. Oh, yes, the murdered man. Who was he?
0: We don't know, but I have a picture.
3: A picture? How wonderful. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Here. Hmm. Very distinguished. So dead. So horribly dead. Do you know him? Would it make it easier for you if I didn't, policeman?
0: Do you know him, Miss Conrad?
3: I'm sorry, dreadfully sorry. We don't know this man, do we, Martha? Do we? No. No, we don't know him.
0: Where were you last night, Miss Conrad?
3: I was here. All day. All evening, all night. I didn't go out once. Did I, Martha?
0: No. The commotion in the hall when the man was found, it didn't wake you?
3: Did it wake me, Martha? No, you slept very soundly.
0: You sleep in the same room with Miss Conrad, Martha?
3: Well, I... <laughs> Policeman, you talk to Martha as if she were a servant.
0: But I... Not... <laughs> That's
3: dreadful. Of course Martha's not a servant. She's my sister. Isn't she the end?
0: Maybe I said something after that. I don't remember. What I do remember is waving my jaw a few times and trying to smile and give the impression of... Of course she's your sister. What else? Then I left. The apartment door across the hall had a nameplate that said Jonathan Quill and was equipped with a door knocker, a brass dragon sticking his tongue out at me. I lifted him up and pushed his face against the door. And then it happened. The door swung open. I stepped inside. How was I to know I was standing in the middle of a train crossing?
4: Oh, jump over it you want to get hit by a train. Oh, yeah. You sure had an narrow scheme, now, didn't you? <laughs> Could they're taking off a tow. Yeah. Hey, what goes on? Look at it go. Oh, the exact replica of the super cheap. And almost as fast. Oh, I always wanted to be a brakeman, boy. Became a millionaire, sir. What did you want to become? A millionaire. I got to be a policeman instead. Glad you came. Never had a policeman watch for trains. <laughs> Never thought about asking one. Well, now that you're delighted, Mister Quill, I
0: hope I won't do anything to break up your fun. I'm a policeman come to see about a murder. Yeah,
4: murder? Wait till I throw the switch, boy. Wait till I throw the switch. I just wait till you see a murder. You mean the one down the hall, the elevator murder? I didn't do it, and I'll prove it to you, Mister and... Quill. You bet I'll prove it to you. You want an alibi, don't you? <laughs> That's why you came here. I know all about policemen. You want alibis. <laughs> Harold! Harold! Yeah? Come in here. Harold, that's a policeman. You know what to do, Harold? Yeah, right over there. That's a policeman right there.
0: Hello. My name's Harold Blake, Jonathan's partner. Danny Clover. <laughs> you seem to have gotten Jonathan excited. Jonathan gets excited. Tell him,
5: Harold. Tell him. You know what to do now,
0: him. Well, ever since the elevator boy was in here last Eddie night. Eddie he amboy. He didn't say anything about that. I didn't know he came in the apartment. Well, he reported the murder from here. You mean he used your phone to call the police? Yes, that's right. To call the police. I was here visiting with Jonathan. I live in the next apartment. you see. I see. Pretty late for visiting, wasn't it? By some standards. By Some standards? Oh, frankly, Mr. Clover, uh, and you've probably never gotten an alibi like this in your life. We wanted to watch the trains on what we call the milk run. <laughs> that's our alibi.
5: <laughs> tell him what else, Harold. Oh, I don't think that's...
0: Necessary. Go ahead. Tell me what else. Well, it's about the elevator operator, about Eddie. Jonathan thinks Eddie is the murderer.
4: That's what I think. Oh? Why? Because Eddie is mean and spiteful and tried every which way to make an unhonest dollar. He's the type that murders other types. Uh, well, what else? Need there be anything else? Eddie is the killer. It's a hunch I have.
6: I have made a million dollars with my hunches. To...
0: <laughs> you see how it is, Mr. Clover. No, I don't see. But I'm going to try. Where there's peace, gentlemen, and quiet. Away from trains, gentlemen.
6: Hey, Danny, you in the mood for heap big powwow? Huh?
0: <laughs> Say that again, Tartaglia.
6: Powwow, that's Indian talk, a throwback.
0: Uh, try me once more, Tartaglia.
6: Well, a throwback to last night. Every night I play cowboys and Indians with Mrs. Tartaglia and my six boys. Hmm? Yeah, and I am always an Indian. Hey, you should see my teepee, Danny. A uh, surplus army blanket.
0: There must be a string of beads around here somewhere, Titagli. Go play someplace else.
6: Danny, please, be serious. We got work to do. Oh.
0: Well, who makes medicine first, you or me?
6: Huh? Oh, 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 me, Danny, me. Now, this is a very grave matter. The technical boys say the signal system on the elevator where deceased unknown was found murdered... Uh, you follow me? Mm-hmm. They say said signal system was disconnected when they went over it. So? So, what makes the mystery into a big pile is that somewhere there is a discrepancy. Like what? Like a discrepancy in time. Detective Mugovan received the murder call at his precinct at 2.55 in the a.m. He noted it down. So? So, Dr. Sinsky says after examination of said unknown deceased, that said unknown deceased was deceased for at least two hours when found, mm-hmm. which would place the time of his murder, considering the here and there of police routine, at about one in the morning. Not at 255, as was called in by the elevator operator. Now, this means the boy cut off the signal system. He should not be disturbed. Danny, Danny, I ain't finished. I can never get a word out edgewise. Danny!
0: The doorman told me I'd find you here, Eddie.
2: Oh, well, it's the hard, hard detective, huh? Where else would you find this elevator, boy, Bloodhound? I'll answer that. In the sub-basement, fixing this stinking elevator.
0: Last night, Eddie, did you have to fix the elevator before you called the police?
2: That's a very interesting question, because I can't figure out what it means. Very mystical.
0: I'll explain it to you, elevator boy.
2: Now go back, Bloodhound. You come under here with me, you might get your throat caught in a steel cable or something. Under here is for experts.
0: From here, then. The call you made to the police, Eddie... How come it was almost an hour late? That's a long time, an hour. Hey,
2: you're good. (laughs) You boys are real good to find out a thing like that.
0: We got experts too, Eddie. So maybe you better put your elevator away someplace and come out here and talk to me. Expert to
2: expert. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. One more tap in its tummy. (laughs) Hey, who's that?
4: Eddie, get out! Get out! I I can't! My foot is caught!
5: No, no, no.
0: You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Broadway is a place that mourns the dead only in passing. The cold whisper of death winds its way through the neon chasm, and Broadway notes it, shudders, and huddles in on itself. To the murder of an anonymous man in an elevator, to the crushing out of another man's life by that same elevator, Broadway reacted true to form. It read the headlines, shrugged, and flipped them neatly into the nearest trash can. But at headquarters, it isn't that easy. Even Sergeant Tartaglia didn't think so.
6: Uh, it ain't easy, Danny. Twenty years into business, and, well, it still ain't easy.
0: What isn't, Tartaglia?
6: Uh, to be in a business where the product is dead bodies, where the clients are murderers. I've often commented thusly to Mrs. Tartaglia. Does she comfort you then, Tartaglia? Like an angel. She goes to the mixmaster, beats up a recipe, and presents me with a confection. I happen to have one here now, Danny. Homemade halibut. Here, have a piece. Come on. Thanks. Mmm. Good. Okay, Tataglia, brief me. Oh, just horrible. Well, it's like chewing on a dream, huh, Danny?
0: Mm, my compliments to the misses. Brief me, Tataglia. Okay.
6: Yeah. Well, item. The unknown man found dead in the elevator of the first part is still, to all intents and purposes, unknown.
0: Yeah, but you'll keep after it, huh, Tataglia.
6: Oh, like an old hound dog. Item, mm-hmm. the death of the elevator operator, Eddie Amboy. The boys in technical concur with your opinion that he was intubitably, intubitably murdered.
0: Well, it's generous of them.
6: Yeah, they thought so. They said the hacksaw you found on the roof of the apartment building, uh, plus the evidence that the elevator cable had been sawed through, this made it murder.
0: What else, Taglia?
6: Well, we have checked on the background of Eddie Amboy. Found he ran an elevator, and in his room had a wife, Mrs. Eddie Amboy. She there now? Oh, yeah, Danny, yeah. The boys are even now, keeping tabs on her.
0: Tataglia, give me the rest of that, however. I may need it for comfort. Yeah? Mrs. Amboy? Who are you? I'm from the police, Danny Clover. Well? May I come in?
3: You're from the police. You want to see me about what?
0: About Eddie, about your husband.
3: He's dead, you're late. You should have come months ago. Eddie's dead. Last night he got married to an elevator.
0: Eddie was murdered, Mrs. Amboy.
3: you He'd want to take the trouble. Oh, come on, in. over there if you
0: want to. Thanks. You said I should have come months ago. Why?
3: Could have arrested him. Could have had him sentenced for every little petty crime he committed. I ended it up one night. Come to 157 years. That way, huh? This way, Mr. Clover. I could have visited him in jail. Brought him pineapple upside down cake. He liked pineapple upside down cake. It's a dream I had. To watch him eating pineapple upside-down cake behind bars.
0: You sound bitter enough to want to kill him. And
3: wreck that dream I told you about? Myself? Uh Uh-uh. That was Eddie's department.
0: You were around when Eddie was killed?
3: (laughs) Still doubt me, Mr. Clover. Don't doubt me. I've been on vacation, mister. To Washington, the District of Columbia, to our nation's capital... Two-day, all-expense tour by bus to gawk at the White House. Lincoln's memorial. Mrs. Amboy. Eddie sent me away. He had a girl.
0: When did you get back, Mrs. Amboy?
3: This morning. Time to read the papers. And time to know that Eddie was dead. Time to come back here and sniff perfume I never had. Another woman.
0: We'll check then. About the trip to Washington, I mean.
3: Yes, sure. You know what I was just thinking, Mr. Clover. What? Six years. I get my first two-day vacation in six years and it becomes a matter for the police. How long will it be before Eddie leaves me alone? Ah, you've seen women like me before, mister. Help me out. How long will it be?
0: We'll just check about on that bus trip. No longer than that. Wait
3: a minute. Don't go yet, Mr. Clover. I got it right here.
1: Here.
3: Take this wallet. What about it? Before I burned Eddie's clothes this morning, I went through them. Maybe he'd left me $5 insurance money. <sighs> I found this wallet. Eddie never had no wallet like this. Anyhow, it's empty.
0: Not quite empty. A picture of a man. An identification card. You know? Not really, Mrs. Amboy, but I know about him. He's a man who didn't get off an elevator. He tried, but he didn't make it. Mrs. Amboy's eyes glittered through the shadows of the room, filled with shadows. And all that was in them was the hard crust of a hatred finally resolved. It was not only Eddie's clothes she had burned, but his touch, his gaze on her, the whispered night words. There was nothing more I could ask her about Eddie that she would answer. So I got out. The picture, the identification card in the wallet she gave me, belonged to the man who had been murdered and found in the elevator. Now I knew who he was, but I needed more than that. There was an address on the card. I went to it.
5: Oh, well, uh, I'm afraid you'll have to come back some other time. Sir. Dr. Stafford is not in. I know that. I'm from the police. Danny Clover. And you? Uh, the attendant. I helped Dr. Stafford. in the small hospital here. Only Dr. Stafford and myself. Uh, police?
0: Yes. I want
5: to... Well, I'm afraid you'll have to take up whatever it is you want with Dr. Stafford. I'm not in a position... What is it you want, Mr. Clark?
0: Something like this. How is it you don't seem to know that Dr. Robert Stafford is well, dead?
5: he often takes trips away from here for two or three days at a time. I never... Could... Dead?
0: Murdered. That's impossible.
5: Well, he was so hale and hardy when he left here he was so... Murdered. I knew it would happen someday. I knew it, and I told him so many times. Why? Why did you tell him that? Because of the nature of his profession. Dr. Stafford was a psychiatrist, a very competent one. Some of the people he treated were mad. Murderous and mad. You've only to read their records.
0: Call Where are they?
5: What? The records, where are they? Oh, in his office, in there. But you've no right. You've no right. Those are Dr. Stafford's. Please, Mr. Clover's. These papers here on the desk, are these records? Yes, Dr. Stafford was studying those the night he went away. I, I haven't touched them. Dr. Stafford didn't like Case them history,
0: it. Conrad. That doesn't make sense. I can't
5: understand what's written here. Psychiatrist records are like that, Mr. Clover. Uh,
4: Mr. Clover, you can't take those, will you? They belong to Dr. Stafford!
5: Danny,
2: welcome to the office that Freud built uh, with the taxpayer's money down. Dr. French, how are you? All right, Danny, all right. Now, what brings you to the city psychiatrist? A uh, problem? A uh,
0: problem. Off the record? On it, doctor. I've got a file here. It's filled with words and parts of words that I don't understand. A file about a sick woman. Illness requires a special language, Danny.
2: Yeah, let me take a look.
0: Here. Hmm. Hmm. Anything, doctor?
2: Gently, Danny, gently. This is quite a history.
0: Sum it up for me, doctor. Tell me so I can understand.
2: Can the lay mind understand insanity?
0: Hmm.
2: For the woman named Conrad, it says here that she's insane. How insane? The insanity of the headlines, Danny. The sensational insanity. The woman named Conrad is a homicidal maniac. Yeah, yeah. This woman needs attention. According to these notes, she was going to be committed.
0: I know, but which one?
2: Which one? I don't understand.
0: Which one, Doctor? Which Conrad? Martha or Mary? Which is a homicidal maniac? Which?
6: Tataglia, get in here. Yeah, Danny, yeah. I was just in the... Hey, what are you doing with your gun, Danny? The old ammunition don't please you? Something like that. Tataglia, I've got a thing for you to do. Always a pleasure, Danny. Tell the boys in the press room we've
0: captured a homicidal maniac. Oh, that's
6: nice. That... Huh? Hey, where, Danny?
0: Where is he? A woman, Tataglia. A mad woman named Conrad. Tell the reporters we're holding her for the murders of Dr. Robert Stafford and Eddie Amboy.
6: Huh? You have spoken, Danny. But...
0: But what, Tataglia?
6: Well, me, a policeman. It makes me ashamed to confess it, but I don't know what's going on in the police department.
0: <laughs> I'll whisper it in your ear, then you'll know Eddie Amboy. He was the key to Taglia. Uh,
6: the key to what, then? To the
0: murder of Dr. Robert Stafford, to his own. Because he saw the Conrad woman kill Stafford, then blackmailed her in his own special way. Eddie had special ways.
6: Well, if I could only understand it, it would explain something.
0: Well, it explains Eddie's delay in calling the police. He had to fix it up with a murderer to Taglia. It took him an hour. When he finally convinced her, he called us didn't know he was playing games with a madwoman.
6: Oh, and this Conrad was the woman who sawed through the cable and thereby dropped an elevator on him? Yeah. Ah. Hey, but wait a minute, Danny. There are two Conrads, Mary and Martha. Now, don't play hard with my emotions, Danny. Which one was it, Mary or Martha? How would I know?
0: Yeah. Uh, another thing to take, Leo. One of the Conrad sisters is in her apartment now. I checked. Tell Mugavan not to let the other sister get to her. Under no circumstances is one sister to contact the other. You got that? Got it, Danny. Yeah, one more thing. If anyone wants me, anyone... They can reach me at home. Is it all clear now, Tataglia? So I went home. I tapped on the landlady's door, told her I was expecting visitors, told her to send them up. In my apartment, I hung my shoulder holster with a gun across a chair, then sat facing the window, trying to hold on to at least one of the answers that kept nudging themselves through my mind. But they were fleeting and of no consequence. A murderer might come calling tonight. This was the thought that crowded out the rest of the thoughts. And then below me, captured in the pool of light spread by the street lamp, a silhouette, a woman. A woman who looked for a house number, found it, walked to the door beneath me. Good evening, Miss Conrad May I come in? I want you to Over there, Miss Conrad Sit down
3: No No I'd rather stand
0: All right Why did you come here?
3: What have you done with her, Mr. Clover? What have you done with my sister Martha?
0: You've seen the newspapers The police have her She'll see the psychiatrist in the morning You know that, Miss Conrad You know she needs
3: medical attention I know I know that but you'll put her away. You'll put her away like an animal. She'll die in a cage. My sister... Your
0: sister murdered two men.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Why didn't you come to the police? You knew she murdered Dr. Stafford. Knew about Eddie Amboy.
3: She'll die in a cage. Crawling in a cage. Come in. Martha. Martha, what are you doing here? I don't understand. But he... That policeman, he said... The papers said they're holding you, Mary. I thought they'd finally caught you. Finally. Oh, Mary. Mary. It's I... a chick. It's a chick. Let's run. Let's get out of here. No more running. Come on. No more, you. Let's see. Let's go. Huh? Sick, Mary. Huh? Don't you know that? Huh? I tried to help, but huh? mend is killing us. Oh, Mary. Don't touch me. You've turned on me. Now he knows. Now he knows and you I'll kill you, boy. put down that gun. I'll kill you. kill
0: you. Kill you. The smoke from the gun curled up and mixed with her hair, and behind the smoke, her face. Fury disintegrating, dissolving into disbelief. She stood there, her body taut, her mind clutching for one fleeting instant of sanity that it was through, over, done with. The simple recognition that the gun had been harmlessly loaded. Then she rejected everything. A little while later, some men came. Men who knew about these things, they picked her up and carried her away. Broadway's deserted now. Except for those who've never quit. Those who wear peepholes for eyes, the dream walkers, the people who want to laugh. They search behind doorways, in alleys, through shuttered windows. And they never go home because they can't. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat. My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia. The program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Alexander Curry.
1: Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Wow, so the obviously crazy sister actually turned out to be the murderer. And I honestly thought that would be too obvious. And that's gonna conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow is another episode of The Bizarre World of Arch Obler on Lights Out. And join us next Wednesday for some more Broadway Is My Beat. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Linny signing off.